the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. In spite of our failings, God still keeps, preserves, and protects us. What an amazing God we serve. We're looking at that in a wonderful illustration found in the life of Abraham. Join us. Way of Grace is next. Abimelech sees Sarah, thinks she's hot, thinks he wants her. Abraham thinks Abimelech will kill him to get Sarah, so he simply tells Abimelech that Sarah is her sister, not his wife. The problem lies in the fact that God has promised Sarah and Abraham a child, and rather than have that seed muddied up by Abimelech, God steps in and takes care of it, in spite of Abraham's sin. Oh, it's a sordid story, but one that is rich with truth and severe eternal impacts. We'll take a look at it today on Way of Grace. Welcome to the program. Let's catch up with Pastor Jessica Stan, shall we? Genesis 20 and 21. With today's program, Way of Grace, here's Jesse now. Here's what I'm kind of getting at. I want to make this point and then I'll move on to why God moved in the way he did. See, I'm not really talking about physical beauty here. Now, the daughters of Zion are beautiful women. Y'all been beautiful women ever since God saved you. You guys are beautiful. Own your beauty as daughters of Zion. Just say, I am, say it with me, I am a beautiful daughter of Zion. I am wonderfully and gloriously made, and I am attractive because of the beauty that God gave me. Can you own that? You are beautiful with the beauty that God gave you. Y'all some hot sisters. It's just true. Now watch this. But your beauty is not the beauty of the Babylonian daughters. See, we got another problem because the Babylonian daughters are cute too. Here go the problem. You got the Jerusalem daughters that are hot. But come on, brothers, are the Babylonian daughters hot? Yeah, they are. Hot Hot Babylonian brothers. Come on now, hot Babylonian brothers. See, y'all don't want to keep it real today, but I'm going to teach y'all something whether you want to hear it or not. See, so we got the Jerusalem sisters that are hot and the Jerusalem brothers. If you look that word fair up, it'll be talking about David. It'll talk about Solomon. It'll talk about Moses. All of them were some hot brothers. Hot brothers and hot sisters in Jerusalem. We got some beautiful saints in, in Jerusalem. But Babylon has some beautiful people too. And this is where Genesis chapter 6 ended up being the conflict. The sons of God marrying the daughters of men. Y'all got that? Y'all remember that? Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not talking horizontally. I'm talking vertically. Please get this. There is a cosmic spiritual battle in the higher heavenly dimension that's going on in our narrative. 
There's a cosmic spiritual battle in the higher heavenly dimensions that's going on in our narrative. And while you stay vertical, you're going to miss the whole point. God is always operating from the vertical dimension. God is always looking at the enemy way over your head. Are you hearing me? Your enemy operates as an eagle too. While he's watching the, the animals on the ground, that eagle is silently hovering overhead, wanting to swoop down and take up one of God's lovely creatures. Are you hearing me? And this is how he has worked from the beginning of time. Satan has always tried to get another man's wife. That's what he did with Eve. Y'all got that? Satan has always tried to break into the family and tear it up. That's what he did with the sons of men and the sons of God and the daughters of men in Genesis 6. Break up the godly line. Satan tried to move in with Noah. Noah's in his tent with his wife doing things that only a wife and a husband ought to do. And his, uh, his son, Ham, opens up the curtain, starts the first porno movie, right? Fortunately, nobody watched it. I'm glad. That brother stayed broke. Because what God was teaching there is that we don't expose our nakedness. We cover it. Remember Shem and Japheth backed up and covered mama and daddy uh, Noah. Remember that? Covered their nakedness covered their nakedness. And this is what God does all through the Bible. Are you hearing me? Because we're about to go there. What God does for you and I all the time is cover us. He covers us. When we clown, he covers. When we fall, he covers. When we mess up, he covers. I heard it this morning. They that dwell in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Do you know what that means? God is hovering over you like an eagle to protect you from all foes and all enemies because you're hid in Christ. You're hid in Christ. And I'm here to tell you, Sarah was hid in Christ. And Abraham was hid in Christ. And God had come through for both of them. So the power plays for preservation are understandable, even though they are mixed with flaws. Let's go to point number three. We are now dealing with, under point number three, the protection or the principle of covering. There we go. The protection of Sarah and the seed. Look at verse 18 of Genesis 20. For the Lord had fast closed up all of the wombs of the house of Abimelech because of who? Because of Sarah. So here it is. Keep this in mind. What is going to happen in the narrative in chapter 20 is the same that happened in chapter 12. It's the same that happened in chapter 26. Because when Sarah passes away, it moves to Rebecca. It moves to Rebecca. Rebecca received the blessing by the servant of Abraham in Genesis 25. You will be the mother of a billion believers. Watch this, saints. God had already known what was in Sarah, what would be in Rebecca, what would be in Rachel and Leah, and what would be in Mother Mary. This is why I said to you guys, God works complementary between the man and the woman to get his will done. It's not just the man, it's the man and the woman. Some days the man clowns and the woman covers. Some days the woman clowns and the man covers. Is that right? Eve clown, Adam covered. Abraham clown, Sarah covered. Sarah clown, Abraham covers. Here in this account, you're going to see several covering principles come forth. Because once uh, Abimelech hears from God and say he lost, Abimelech want to be saved. Y'all got that? Abimelech want to be saved. Text tells us he got up early that morning. His brother didn't even sleep all night long. It tells us, look at it as it says here in, uh, in verse in verse seven. Now, therefore, restore the man's wife 
for he is a servant and he shall pray for you and you shall what? Live. This is Genesis 20, verse 7. And if you restore her not, know that you shall surely die, you and all that you have. See, listen, saints. This is not simply about a minor faux pas on a horizontal level. God knows that the devil tried to work through the serpent to get Eve, and he intercepted. God knows that the devil was working through the weak, wimpy sons of God. And he intercepted. He had to destroy the world. God knew that the devil was working through Ham. And he had to declare and decree a curse that would set up a solution by Abraham coming down and becoming part of Canaan. God knew that the enemy was working. Here it is. Watch this. Even in the weakness of Abraham, God knew it. And God knows that the enemy will work through you and me too. Tell the truth. Tell the truth, child of God. On on a bad day, we will become a servant of the devil. On a bad day, the weakness of the flesh will set us up to think carnally and then lean on our own understanding. And that's all the devil needs. I am so thankful that God sees more than I see. I am so thankful that God understands more than I understand. I'm so thankful that he's 10 steps ahead of my foolishness. And I'm thankful that God is a God of integrity when I'm not. See, when I get weak and out of fear, operate out of the impotency of my faith, God still keeps me as his friend. When I get foolish enough as his servant to forget my shield of faith, God never forgets his shield of faith. See, God can't lie, change, or fail. When we mess up, God's going to be there. He's not justifying our sin. He's covering us because of his son, who is really the seed that we're talking about. Am I making some sense, ladies and gentlemen? Are y'all getting that? God is not dealing with us according to our iniquities or transgressions because he has dealt with them in the person of his son. The narrative of the Old Testament text is only understandable when you realize that God is up to fulfilling his purpose and bringing to pass and advancing his will. That's why in our PowerPoint, we have under point number uh, three, um, that's point number four. I'm at point number three. Go back to point number three. I don't want to deal with point number four yet. Point number three, the protection of Sarah and the seed. Three subpoints are clear. Pharaoh meets a greater power in Genesis 12, 17. Would you agree? Plagues all over the bodies, right? Abimelech meets a greater power. That's in our narrative. When God says you're dead, Abimelech believes it. You ain't got no weapon against that. There's no army against plagues and divine judgments. All you can do is bow the knee and say, God, you rule. Abraham and Sarah are bad. I told you that Bonnie and Clyde, y'all didn't get that. They're bad. They taking over. In my mind, I got three maps. I got the map of Palestine that I showed you last week that had the names of pagans all over. In less than 400 years, it's going to be the names of all of the children of Israel on those maps. Do y'all see that picture? Because God can't lie, change, or fail. Because God's going to protect the seed. In 430 years from our text, from chapter 15, actually, You know what? God sees Issachar. God sees Zebulon. God sees Judah. God sees all of the 12 tribes planted in Canaan. You guys see that? But it needs to be a consequence of him protecting what? The seed. The seed. And who's bearing the seed? The woman. 
That goes back to the Genesis narrative. Genesis 3.15, right? Your seed will crush his head. He will bruise your heel. You will triumph over him, but it's going to be a battle. Are we dealing with a battle? We're dealing with a battle in front of us. And the humility part that you and I have to get is this. On any given day, when we wake up, if we're not sober, we're on the enemy's side. Can I get a witness? On any given day, when we wake up, we're on the enemy's side. Now, if you really know the grace of God, and I hope you do, that sin is paid for too. Oh, isn't that good? Even that sin is paid for. Even that sin is paid for. So that nothing will separate you from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. While Abraham's not able to defend Sarah, because Sarah is covering for Abraham. Is she covering for him? God's covering for Sarah. Y'all got that? God's covering for Sarah. God's covering for Sarah. And then some very interesting things are about to come up now. Go to uh, uh, point number four, because I think I've driven home my point. Mark this now in point number four as we get there. Uh, The principle of covering to do what? The principle of covering to do what? Bring this home, saints. See, what I love about God is he has provided a way of escape when you and I mess up so that we don't stay stuck. And where my people are is many of you are stuck. And, and, and I don't want to make this a long parenthetical, but you're stuck because you don't utilize the fundamental principle of the forgiveness of sins. Proverbs 28, 13 has a lot of you trapped. It has a lot of my people trapped. Can, can I, can I, can I, you should know it by heart. Whosoever covereth his own sin shall not prosper. When you cover your own sin, you cannot, you cannot prosper. You guys got that? When you cover your own sin, you can't what? What's the word? You can't prosper. Remember Adam and Eve covered their own sin? Did they prosper? No. If you cover your own sin, you are now weaving your own righteousness. Now you're producing your own good works. And now you're saying you don't need the blood and righteousness of Christ. Now you're saying you don't need the grace of God. Watch this. Now you're saying you're not a sinner. The moment you do not believe you're a sinner, Christ cannot be your savior. This is a sinner's gospel. Are you hearing me? This is a sinner's gospel. Drop your fig leaves. Drop your fig leaves. Let them go. If you trust the Lord before your fig leaves start to separate, God will have covered all your private parts with the robe of Christ's righteousness. But you got to believe him. You got to believe God will cover you when you confess your sins. Because that's what the text says. He that confesses and forsakes them shall have what? So God was executing mercy in the life of Abraham and in the life of Sarah because they were under a covenant of grace and not works. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? This is the only way you can understand why God puts up with the crazy that his kids do. The principle of covering to keep it moving, that's very important. That was what Genesis 15, 2 meant, what God said to Abraham when he says, Abraham, do not fear. I am your what? Shield. Shield. What is a shield used for? A covering. It's a covering. It's a covering. 
God shields his people. Y'all got that? He shields his people. He shields his people. He protects his people from the fiery darts of the enemy. He protects his people from the unseen dimensions of the warfare that they can't comprehend. God shields his people with the shield of his grace to keep them from being subdued, to keep them from being mortally wounded. He shields us. Has God shielded you over your life? That's why you're here right now. He shields you. He shields you. He shields you. He even shields you from yourself. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He shields us. That's why he won't let some of our plans work out. Keeping you from killing yourself. Because he has greater purposes for you than you do for yourself. Y'all get what I'm saying? Now watch this. See, and so all you're doing, all you're doing is thinking with me. And you don't have to. I don't care. I've been I've been thinking in a sanctified way for 40 years now, studying God's word. And I love the way that God thinks. And I know that we don't intuitively think like God. God's ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. We have to be intentional about seeing things through God's eyes. Otherwise, we're going to have a thousand questions about why God's people act the way they do and why God doesn't do what we think he should do. Unless you understand grace. And the mechanisms of grace by which God preserves us and keeps us, you're going, to be, you're going to be jacked up in your head. A lot of people don't come to Christ because of their pride. But God resists the proud. He gives grace to the humble. And God can make all grace abound in our lives when we submit to the fact that God has to be our shield and our buckler. Ooh, you people who like the comic book stuff, remember Captain America, the shield? I'm, I'm, I'm talking to my young people now. I love Captain America. Isn't he bad with that shield? And I got, uh, do I have any young brothers in here? Wait, is he bad? Is he bad with that? That's a whole, is he bad with that shield? First of all, he buffed. Secondly, he American. And not only does, and that shield is a buckler. I, I, I don't want to go too deep into it, but I love that shield. Is that shield bad? A, a shield is a defensive weapon. He can ward off all kind of hits. Doesn't he? Moving super fast. And then he can turn that thing around and flip it out. That thing go out and do something. Woo! God is a shield and a buckler to all that put their trust in him. To all that put their trust in him. That's why I watch those comics. I, I see God in it. I see the Lord Jesus in it. I see the saints in it. Put on the whole armor of God that you might stand against the wiles of the devil. And having done all, stand. Right? This is the battle we're fighting. We're fighting a battle. Abraham lost his faith, but God didn't lose his shield. Y'all got that? See, God's a friend to sinners. He's a friend to Abraham. He knew that's why Abraham, you're going to be afraid. You're going to have plans. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. I got you, boy. I got you. And he had him. See, you and I in Genesis chapter 20 now are closing out that jagged, what Bianca had called broken cycle of faith in our DOG. That, that how our faith is not a straight trajectory. It's not. Our faith is all over the place. And you see that in raw form in Abraham and Sarah. What I love about Abraham and Sarah, though, when we keep it covenantal and keep it in the marriage context, and I hope you young people get it, Sarah is a ride or die chick. Did y'all get that? She ain't jumping off the ship because he acts a fool. 
She loves him enough to roll with him. Did y'all get that? Abraham loved him some Sarah to death. Even in his weakness, what he was doing was protecting her. He did the best he could, and he had to know that God had to come through to do the ultimate protection. And God came through. And every t- now, now, does God do this with you? Because he does it with me. This is what he does. He knows I'm getting ready to have a half-baked plan. Right? It, it, it got all kind of weird stuff in it. I'm doing the best I can to raise my kids. And I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, I'm going to do, do, do this. Right? Lord, Lord, be with me. That's what I say. Now, I didn't even ask you whether or not this is right, wrong, or not. this is my plan because I'm on a time-sensitive, I'm on a time-sensitive plan here, Lord. I can't actually t- tell you whether this is right or not. I know deep down intuitively I'm not all right. Does that make sense? But my God has proven to me that he can work with my not all rightness. I know that's bad English, but he works with my not all rightness. And frequently, the outcome of my not all rightness is way better than I even thought. And I go, Lord, why did you increase me? Why did you bless me? Why did you let it expand like that? I mean, you could have just towed the whole thing up and I'd have had to walk away with my tail between my legs. And, oh, Lord, oh. But he still had mercy on me and he still blessed me. Watch this now, watch this. He still blessed me and I learned something about the magnitude of grace and it changed my heart and it made me trust him more. And it made me understand that he's the one upholding the end of the covenant that I can't uphold. That's why he put Abraham to sleep. When Abraham woke up, God was walking between the parts all by himself, him and the Lord Jesus. Christ is our integrity. Christ is our covenant. Christ is our yes and amen when you and I are going yes and no and maybe so. And if and and but. And God's bringing to pass his will in our life. That's the only way you can answer how God dwells with sinners like he does. Y'all hear what I'm saying? It's the only way he can answer that. Only way you can answer that. So here, something very prophetic occurs as we close our account. When Abimelech is told to give that woman back because she is a man's wife, we read over in verse 15 after that, Abimelech had given Abraham all of these goods, right? In verse 14, Abimelech took sheep, oxen, men servants, women servants, and gave them to Abraham and restored him Sarah, his wife. I told you he did that because Abimelech wanted peace. Y'all got that? See, don't miss this. This is Bonnie and Clyde. You mess with them and they go unload on you. Just leave them alone. They here to stay. Y'all got that? Best thing you do with God's children is keep your distance and try to make some peace agreements if you don't want to bow the knee to Christ. Because Abraham getting ready to spread his seed all over the land and he go run that thing. The king of Gerar was smart enough to simply say, hey, you do what you want to do. On his way out, this is so interesting. He says, but you know, I got to holler at your girl. And this is what he says over in verse 15. He says, and Abimelech said, behold, Abraham, the land is before you. <laughs> Do what you want. That's my interpretation. English, King James, dwell where it pleases you. <laughs> Abraham, do whatever you want to do, brah. 
Bro, you do whatever you want. Y'all got that? Go where you want. If you want to stay here, cool. I'm moving. <laughs> Y'all ain't getting it. Abraham's the dog. Right? Ain't nobody in, 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 in Canaan saw the artillery that Abraham's bringing with him. This brother's shutting up wounds and, and plaguing nations. What else he got in his arsenal? God is a man of war for all those that are about him. God knows how to protect his own. Isn't that what the word says? No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Every tongue that rises up against you in judgment, you will condemn. This is the heritage of the Lord and his righteousness is from God. That's how God takes care of his people when we trust him. Is that right? That'll conclude our time today here on Way of Grace with Pastor Jesse Gastan, the ministry of Grace Bible Church here in Hayward. We thank you for spending time with us. Trust that as you do walk through God's Word with us, you're growing in grace, growing in your relationship with Christ and your love and adoration to Him. As we conclude our time together today, we would like to remind you that if today's broadcast was an impact to you, maybe it really blessed you, or maybe you've got a question or two that to listen to this program again would help out. Well, we have CDs available when you call or write to us, or if you wish, simply stop by our website and download the audio file from the website. Our web address is grace-bible.com. Rather simple. Again, grace-bible.com. Or contact us by phone at 510-886-9782. That's 510-886-9782. If you're writing to us, the address is 22768 Main Street. And that's here in Hayward. The zip code is 94541. Again, that's 22768. Main Street, Hayward, California, 94541 is the zip code. We ask for $5 per CD, or again, as mentioned, simply stop by our website and you can listen to the message in its entirety or download the MP3 version, grace-bible.com. One final note, we're inviting you to join us for worship. Sunday services are at 11 a.m. with Sunday school at 10 a.m. And then, of course, the Friday Bible study at 8 p.m. We'd love for you to stop by and join us for worship, especially if you're not involved in a fellowship at this time. And then, of course, the Friday Bible study. We have folks from all kinds of churches all over the Bay Area joining us at 8 p.m. It's a marvelous time of studying God's Word together as a company of believers. Again. For directions, simply go to grace-bible.com or call 510-886-9782. Thank you for joining us today, and until next time, God bless. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.